Hello, welcome back to the third series of the Midnight Quill podcast. In our second episode, we're talking about writing short stories. I'm one of your hosts, Tegan, also known as TC Emerus. I'm a writer, professional ghostwriter and fiction editor. My debut short story collection, The Weight of Rain, was released last year. My name is Maisie Osborne. Um, I'm primarily a screenwriter, but I also dabble in poetry. I've got a quote to start the episode from Neil Gaiman about short stories. Short stories are tiny windows into other worlds and other minds and other dreams. They are journeys you can make to the far side of the universe and still be back in time for dinner. Thinking about that quote, let's talk about world building in short stories. How can a writer create a vivid world within a limited word count? My main thing with short stories is like what you leave out. And maybe not everyone agrees with me about that, but for most of the stories in The Weight of Rain, my world building was more about pushing things aside than it was putting things in, if that makes okay. any sense. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like absence of details creates the world. Because mm. because you've got such a short word count, you can't describe everything that is there, but you can describe everything that's not there. Yeah. Do you think there's more responsibility on the reader to fill in the gaps with short fiction? Yeah, that's a good point. I think we've discussed in general, actually, about giving the reader a bit more room to play. Like in our first ever episode, Show Don't Tell, we talked a lot about like <laughs> actually just trusting your reader because they are really smart. And I think that was another that was another point that came back in series two with Annalie and Brenna when we talked about self-editing. We talked a lot about like readers are really clever people, <laughs> like as a group, especially yeah. when it comes to storytelling, because they've read so many stories and you can just put your trust in them and I th so maybe that's just a general theme of like how I think about writing but yeah maybe especially for short stories I don't know that's a good question I think the the main thing is maybe not to be consciously trying to world build like you might do for a series or something where you've like got a lot of words to play with and instead like character build because everything about a short story has to be character based really especially if you're doing first person narrator you might want to delve a bit more into like that building up that character to build up a sense of the world we talked a bit about you know dumping in the history of some town or something like that like you can't really do that with a short story unless that's all you want it to be about building up the characters is a better way to build up the world I don't know what, what about yeah. what do you think about this because I've read your short story <laughs> only one of them so far I don't think you're gonna send me more at some point but... it's the only one I've written <laughs> Well, you need to write more because it was really good. Thank you. I, I mean, I think from having read your that short story of yours, I think you're the same, wouldn't you say, with like character-driven plots and worlds? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the plot has to take a bit of a backseat to character because you you do have limited space. One of the things that you said when you were when you were going through my short story was like you need more of those big descriptive lines you don't need paragraphs it just needs to be short snappy descriptive pieces and I think that's yeah. really useful because I think sometimes when you're reading a short story within the first two or three sentences you should be yes. able to understand tone you should yes. be able to understand okay this is maybe as far as this story is going to push its boundaries perhaps mm. do you know what I mean yeah I think that's a really good point, actually, and, and like, kind of patting my 
pass self on the back there for saying that. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think I meant specifically you. But actually, the fact that you've like extrapolated that to everybody is really good. Because the reason I said that, I think, is because you, in particular, like from having read your poetry as well, you are very good at like crafting these sentences that feel really intentional and beautiful, and like, and those were the punchiest bits, you know. And I think that's because you you're a poet primarily, and when you write poetry, you have to like you gotta have punch otherwise what's the point of reading a poem right yeah and yeah so I think in short stories those are the bits that are gonna stick out it's kind of like there's no time to be bored yeah if if there are words that are dull they shouldn't be there in a short story because I mean maybe they shouldn't be there in a novel either but they are (laughs) (laughs) but for a short story like you've got so little that you need everything to be punchy and beautiful and I think reading your stuff reminds me of like the things that I want to do with writing do you see what I mean like that's sick yeah well yeah because I feel like there was a point of time when we were at university together where I had a very clear idea of writing as like really beautiful and lovely and maybe from ghostwriting although I'm not not saying that my ghostwriting can't be that as well but it's Hmm. more about like telling a story sometimes you end up kind of using up all of those nice things that you know the shiny bits in like a longer form so that's that's kind of why I like short stories and I want to like dabble with poetry a bit I want all of it to be shiny (laughs) do you know for sure for sure and most of the time it's not completely and that's fine like especially when I'm doing paid work like they don't want it all to be shiny definitely not because the people who who read like mass market fiction and stuff they're not reading it because they want to read a masterpiece they're reading it because they want to read a book like you want to watch yeah you know EastEnders or god forbid Hollyoaks or <laughs> you know what I mean yeah you're right it's like a total different discipline yeah but yeah, it's easy to forget you. sometimes like what you wanted to do that was another thing that Anneli said actually in the editing episode that like as an editor she tries to get writers to think about like why they were writing it in the first place it's a really good feeling when you've written something and you've kept it in like many of the drafts but then you get to sort of the last couple and you think no fuck it I don't need that anymore like yeah the writing has evolved to a point where the thing that you thought you really needed you don't really need it yeah yeah that's like, a nice feeling it's a great feeling isn't it, it doesn't happen often enough though does no it? <laughs> same but when it does when it does let's talk about short story tropes um yeah. what are some of your least favorite tropes I think this does I mean this kind of applies to all fiction but a big trope that I don't particularly care for is like super sassy teenage girls <laughs> and and I'll tell you for why <laughs> it's because I feel like they're sort of used as a, a sort of pawn to continue this narrative of air quotes I'm not like other girls Mm -hmm. you know they're not always like that but often that's where it stems from I don't know why that is it's not something I'm into you know yeah I think it's this like fake agency isn't it and sometimes people can't tell the difference between a female (laughs) character who like has agency in the story and has her own power to make decisions and do things and drive the plot and then like this just bratty bitchy girl (laughs) and yeah it's like remember I was telling you about that book dry 
yes <laughs> literally literally the main character of that and it what wound me up even more is that she was written by two men and i'm not saying that men can't write women of course not but like if you're going to be a male writer and you go okay i'm gonna have a female main character uh how am i gonna craft her oh i'm just gonna make her a boring fucking stereotype that <laughs> everyone else has already done as well no like we don't need you go away <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of the things I really liked about the Hunger Games, actually, funny yeah. enough. Because I felt like Katniss wasn't like that at all. Like, when she wasn't, like, having to fight other people, she was quite placid. And I yeah. actually quite enjoyed that. I think it's a fine line between having, like, a strong, air quotes again, like, a strong female yeah, lead. Female character, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fine line between that and then just, like, petulance, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, what about you? What's your, what's your most hated trope? Well, I've written down here the it was all a dream trope. Oof. I think it's like really common in short stories because maybe because of the what we said in our first point, like world building is a really hard thing in a short story. But there was this book we read in the Utopia module during my undergraduate, which was it was a really interesting premise. It was so it was a Victorian book it was written I think I don't know 1850 something like that and it was about this Victorian man he had money he had servants you know blah 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 and he puts himself into stasis I think because he's bored of his life like (laughs) not just like bored that day like he's I think he's fed up of his life he tells his servant to like wake him up in I don't know like a month or something like that and the house burns down (gasps) while he's in stasis and his servant dies and no one realizes that he's like in this box or whatever so he wakes up a hundred years in the future so normally that would be like the plot of a dystopia you know like time travel to a future where it's all awful but actually he travels to a future where it's sort of a utopia and one of the interesting things because it was written by a victorian man one of the interesting things is that although women are not i mean they're nowhere near as like liberated as they would have been a hundred years you know yeah yeah in his future the female characters are certainly like well written and have agency and they're interesting and they have like a really clear role in this future society that like they work and you know Mm. that kind of thing i hate the phrase forward thinking but it was like he saw a different version of his own reality i suppose at the end of the book his servant wakes him up and it was all a dream no (laughs) yeah no but that there is a little bit at the end where he's walking through town and he now like hates the reality he's in because he's you know dreamed of a better one Mm. and he sees something i can't remember what it is like he sees something that makes him think that's not a dream so it's kind of like (gasps) inception like is it is it not yeah but that really fucked me off because I <laughs> thought that as much as it was, it wasn't the best book in the world, but it was like sort of mildly intriguing. And then for him, yeah. just it was all a dream. I hate it. And so that was like a short book. That was like a like a short story, I suppose, a novella yeah. length, a hundred pages or less. I think I seem to find these short stories that just end with it was all a dream. And I think it's just because they can't be bothered to like resolve. Yeah. You know, I would almost rather it ended on a cliffhanger and just, you know, have you go, oh, you don't know what happens to him next. Like, you'll have to imagine. Or, you know, you can do in media res, right? Where it, like, starts halfway through. Sometimes with short stories, it helps you to resolve it because you're kind of, like, already halfway through the plot. Do you know what I mean? Like, you Yeah, can... for sure. 
give the backwards information a lot easier than you can the forwards information sometimes. Yeah, I get Do you. that instead. Don't do the whole, it was all a dream because broke my heart. Do you think with that short story in particular, that could have been like, um, you know, if he commented on society without saying it was a dream, it could have led to some sort of like speculation about the writer, do you think? You know, in, in mm. the same way that like literature of um, Oscar Wilde like led to him being persecuted, you know? Obviously not to that degree, but... Yeah, interesting. Maybe. I don't really know enough about the context. Obviously, I can't remember the title to go and look up who he was. But um, yeah. I believe it wasn't a particularly... Like, it wasn't... It's not a classic now. It's yeah. just... It was something that the module convener picked up because of, you know, the subject matter and the fact yeah. that it was written so, you know, so long ago in what we consider to be, like, sci-fi. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that could have been it. Maybe he was sort of too afraid. But it was odd because it almost felt like he wrote an essay. <laughs> because right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, like kind of scientific almost. It almost, yeah, it almost felt like he wrote an essay and then took it back. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I mean for nowadays like that that can't apply because if you want to say something you don't want to come back to you you just use a pseudonym right like mm. you can say anything now there's nothing pr- pretty much anything I would argue yeah maybe <laughs> but like it doesn't it, that that yeah, theory yeah. doesn't explain modern postmodern writers at true all. true um, so yeah mm. I do agree like the whole dream thing in a similar vein is like anything where girls hate other girls for like no apparent reason yeah or because of a boy like a love interest that really i just watched um i just watched shadow and bone on netflix yeah see i haven't read the book but yeah i haven't read the book either so i can't i can only comment on the tv but like as like nice as the main female character is she is quite quite sassy and like says things where I just think would you really say that in that context I don't know but there's characters there who like they just hate her because she's got this like specific power as part of the plot yeah I don't know it just feels a bit it feels a bit like early noughties now to have girls hating girls it doesn't feel very like now do you know what I mean yeah yeah I totally get you I think it's that thing of like definitely gendered isn't it it's all it's always yeah. like cis women hating other cis women and it just yeah. Ah, yeah it upsets me they used to make like especially YA fiction yeah they would make it where it sort of just feeds misogyny in any sort of way yes. even female writers <clears throat> you know and it's it's something that doesn't really cut it now which is cool what are some of the pitfalls of writing a short story if you're working towards like a specific word count then it's really hard because Mm -hmm. you're having to negotiate with yourself what you want what you think the plot actually needs like if you can take something out or if you can bring something in um it's just so much more fragile than a novel i think it's what you just said there it's the taking things out that is the main pitfall no writer wants to like cut bits out we've all kind of got that thing of like but they're my beautiful words i can't get rid of them (laughs) but you have to with a short story even more so than a novel or i I think maybe in a novel you can like rewrite sentences and keep them you know or like rewrite ideas because you've got the word count to do it and you might as well but with a short story most of the time if it comes between keeping it as it is rewriting it or taking it out it's gonna have to be taking it out like there's so much stuff trimming all of that fat off and just like yeah cutting out all the stuff that you don't really need to create a story is (laughs) like the hardest thing to do and 
I think you've got to be brutal with yourself. I don't have any advice for that. I wish I did. It's really yeah. hard and it's always going to be really hard, I think. Was was there anything with the weight of rain where you had something that you needed to, like you knew you needed to get rid of it, but that you thought, oh, maybe I can pop this in another story. Maybe mm. I can rework this idea. Like, was there anything that you found mm. like that? Yeah, I've got a document what did I name it? Something like spare parts, I think. Nice, nice. Genuinely. So it's just like everything that didn't make it. And I think it's that thing of like, I think people think that you're being ruthless, but you're not. Because the thing is like, if you're already questioning whether something needs to be there, then it probably doesn't need to be there. There's no part of the process where you're cutting out the bleeding heart, you know, like yeah. the, the sort of still beating part of it is not that but that bit's not coming out so if you think you're being ruthless and you're probably too attached to like all of it when I look back through the spare part are there some ideas that maybe could go somewhere yeah but like for the most part the, the writing is trash and that was why it <laughs> went like you know yeah yeah there's, there's lots of bits that um couldn't stay but yeah. I think it is important I mean we did talk a little bit about this in the editing episode it is important to keep these bits, if, if not just for like looking back at your own journey, then, you know, just because you never know how you might sort of recycle it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What should be the focus when creating a protagonist for a short story? As we said before, character is everything with short stories. And especially if you're working in first person uh, narration like it it has to be so I think tone of voice really is is important if you want the story to have like a, a humorous element to it you need to start with the character saying something funny you know yeah. if that's the point there has to be a good payoff and it has to come through the character's voice I think as well that the character has to be distinctive Mm-hmm. maybe this is going back to a pitfall actually that one of the pitfalls is choosing the wrong person to tell your short story because like in a novel you can kind of explore multiple characters even if maybe you only have the one narrator you can explore multiple characters through that lens because you've got more time but mm-hmm. with a short story like who you pick to tell the story is really important and then kind of an advocate of like playing around with different point of views you yeah. know maybe maybe write it from one character's point of view and see maybe it might actually be better from someone else's point of view you know mm-hmm. pick a different character and and run with it and see what happens you need to think about that when you're thinking about your protagonist because they are the central point for world building like we said earlier like they they kind of tell the reader everything yeah because a single a single statement that they say could give you an almost complete picture of their life what do we think are some of the differences between microfiction and short stories to be fair i don't really know is microfiction like flash fiction like 200 mm. words or no even even shorter oh my gosh so like okay. obviously it's different but like why is it different i suppose is what mm. i'm asking before i wrote the weight of rain i did a lot of microfiction there's this um monthly competition called the 53 word contest so it's 53 words but it's not 53 words maximum it's 53 words exactly so you can't it can't be 52 it can't be 54 it's great fun it's really amazing like how much you can do with so little that's a that's a really good exercise like we were saying um back in 
the episode about writer's look we were talking about how sometimes you need to change the genre or make it you know if you're working on a script change it to poetry you know flip it around and and experiment with it Mm. so something like that like such a concentrated piece that you need to write that's really cool yeah and I think that the creation of something like that is less about planning and more about editing Whereas for a short story, maybe this is, I'm answering my own question a little bit. Like, what's the difference between the two? I think for a short story, you have to plan. I mean, maybe other people would disagree with me here. But I think if you don't have like a tight knit plan of what you want to say and what you want to do and what you want the characters to be, you'll just write something really bland. The Weight of Rain, like they all had that theme of rain connecting them and grief and hope and whatnot, but all of them had like their own independent points, or at least I try yeah. to make them have their own independent points. So you have to kind of craft that. You have to spend time doing that, I think. Whereas with microfiction, it's best to just like sit down and, and write and then rewrite later and edit and pick out words and change them. and have to approach them completely differently, really, don't you? Yeah. Let's finish with a purposefully leading question from the author of a short story collection. Um, (laughs) Is it possible to only ever write short stories? I think if you're asking yourself that, you're you're limiting yourself a lot. I can't imagine only ever having ambitions to write in one in one sort of um, in one sort of way or in one genre or you know one one discipline. I don't know. Guess you can if you want, if that's your dream. It makes me think of writers who are famous for short stories, like Joyce Carol Oates, writers who are sort of known for having written short stories. I think the reason that we think of them as short story writers, and this is going to be like really cynical, is because of marketing. Like, if you want to find a niche, right, Joyce Carol Oates has kind of gone, right, well, I got a bunch of short story collections. Here's my niche. I'm the short story writer. And that's fair enough. Good for her. If you type in short stories on Amazon, like a bunch of her books come up. She's done that. That's great. It's kind of like being an actor and being typecast, I suppose. Like once you get stuck in one genre or one form or, you know, I personally don't want to get stuck in one anything, to be honest. But from a marketing point of view, it is easier to be like, I'm a fantasy writer or I'm a sci-fi writer because then you can find your audience. But something Maddie said to me actually was the only thing you're ever going to do is expand your audience by you know changing form or changing we were talking about genre at the time and I was saying I wanted to like do more genres and should I make another pen name specifically for a different genre and she was like okay maybe some of the people that you have now reading you might not want to read that genre but they're still going to hang around for the things that they do want to read yeah and then you're going to get more people come in and of those more people who come in they might want to read your old stuff and they just Mm -hmm. didn't know that they wanted to read your old stuff until they'd read the other things do you see what I mean like you say it's a limitation that you don't need to put on yourself but if it's something that you enjoy doing you can do it exactly and you know the the more you do the thing that you love the better you're going to get crafting it so if that is your niche then that's cool yeah I think you're right I think marketing definitely you know for the Mm. marketing companies for the publishers it's great if they can pigeonhole you yeah but you've got to ask yourself do I always want to write the same the same thing you know yeah and hardly anyone ever does do they yeah it's difficult and I think that's why pen names are so great but don't feel like you have to have a million pen names like I do 
I think we've said everything we want to say about short stories. Give us a like and a comment. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also follow us on Spotify to be notified when we upload new episodes. We also have extra content and even more extra special content on our Patreon, which you can sign up to for as little as a pound a month. We also have merchandise on there, including bookmarks and some really cool stickers that were designed by our artist Rhiannon, Luna Bird Art. So go and check her out as well. All the links are in the description if you want to go and follow us anywhere. And we will see you next time for an episode about writing scripts.